Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's all stand together this morning. There you go. Hand clap and praise for Jesus. Amen. It's so good, good to be, can't talk, so good to be in God's house with all of you this morning, amen, good looking group of folks out there as always, and uh, we look forward to what God's going to do today, amen, <clears throat> thank you for standing, you may be seated, uh, we got some birthdays, before I get to that, I want to go ahead and announce the fifth annual Hillbilly Hoedown. <laughs> All right. We'll be held on uh, October the 29th. That's a Saturday. And this year it's going to be here. We're going to do it at the church uh, this year. We had an incident at the Connor household. That just this year, next year, we'll move it back out to the, to the farm, uh, but this year we're going to have it here at the church, and hopefully that means some more people can actually uh, make it uh, this year. But we'll talk more about it as we get close to it. I'll go ahead and tell you, go ahead and start bringing candy for the kids of all ages who like candy. <laughs> and uh, we'll go ahead and start gathering that, but we'll have a good time and fun and all the, all the fellowship that we always have, but. We look forward to that. All right, we do have some birthdays. Sister Elvira, where are you hiding at? I thought I saw her. Well, I guess I'm losing my mind. Sister Elvira's got a birthday, so y'all tell her happy birthday. Grace, come on. Come on. Gage, where's Gage at? Gage, come on, buddy. Come on up, Gage. Come on. You can bring that bunny with you. Come on. How, how old are you going to be, Grace? Ten. How old are you going to be? Seven. Seven. All right. Let's sing. I'll sing to him, sister. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. got an anniversary coming up this week. Brother Marvin, Sister Mary Howard have an anniversary coming up this week. They both look surprised. A happy anniversary to you. A happy anniversary to you. May you feel Jesus near every day of the year. A happy anniversary to you. Ain't God good? good. Hadn't we had some amazing services? I only got to come to one of them. I'm glad I came to that one. I'll tell you what. And there's no reason we can't just roll right on into it today. Amen. All right. We will dismiss for Children's Church. And I'm turning over to Brother Pierce.
I have to apologize. I felt bad over there, lip singing the songs, um, trying to save the little bit of voice I have left. I wish I could just go ahead and lip sync this. I think it'd make it a lot easier. Uh, but I didn't have a chance to pre-record this, so I just have to second what Brother Connor said about services uh, this week. They were timely, much needed, and uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing the fruit of uh, what took place and what God has done. And um, I mentioned this already. We were we were already experiencing mighty moves of God before we before we stepped into revival. It just pushed us even further through. Uh, that threshold, and uh, and I believe that we are going to see even even more um, of what happened then. Amen. So good to see so many faces today, the Flynns, the Merritts, the Hoffmans. I give them a hand clap of appreciation. Hey, uh, we have a. Special, special event today at our main service. Um, Brother Nolan is getting dedicated. So we also have a uh, another special event today. So it's a double portion Sunday. Uh, little Brother Eli. How about that? Him getting the Holy Ghost Friday. Amen. So today he's going to be getting baptized. Or if you're a, a child that small, it's baptized. <laughs> uh, we don't care how you say it. We just, you know, as long as you say you got to do it, that's what that's what matters. The name that you do it in. Amen. Amen. Um, so I just, I want to start this off a little different here today. Anybody have uh, what, I just need maybe a couple people to kind of shout something out. What is the memory of your best day? Nobody has any best days? I'm not so convinced that the last part of that was your best. <laughs> mm. You remembered it was ice cold, but I but I'm with you, sister. You remember that moment. It was a Amen. Amen. That is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, right? Anybody else have one of those days? Anybody want to say anything? Brother Troy. Made it home after an ice storm. Best day ever. Anyone else? Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. What a wonderful, what a wonderful uh, day that was. 
So I just want to minister for a few moments here from this subject. My best day is today. Doesn't sound like it's my best day, though, does it? But you know what? This is, this is from me praying Friday, just really going all in. I'm telling you, up until today, Friday was the best day ever for me. The Shekinah glory of God was in this place, and uh, and it was such a such a special special time in the Lord and a special time in revival, rev- being revived. And I feel like that there were some some things that were revived in God's people, and uh, I'm one of them. Amen. So I want us to look into uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, and we will read verses uh, 11 through 14. I'm just going to eat this microphone today uh, so I don't have to squeal, but there might be moments that I catch myself starting to get excited, and I'll end up squealing, so I'm going to take it easy. Pastor's going to be on a low volume today. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Unless God miraculously heals my vocal cords today, which that could happen. And you'll hear it if it happens. But there it is. God's done a work. Uh, do Do it for him, Lord. Well, maybe you're not praying that, but I am. (laughs) Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with what? Oh, your heart. Don't, don't say it so enthusiastic, please. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Everybody say, Lord, turn away my captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places, whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place Whence I caused you to be carried away captive. When I when I left the church, it wasn't because of people. It wasn't even because of the church. It wasn't because I didn't have the right heritage, or the right pastor. I allowed the law in my members, the law of sin, to lead me into captivity. I willingly walked into exile. Say that again. I willingly walked into exile. I 
I lived there for years. I lived in exile for years. I know what exile looks like. And I've seen it here. And it reminds me of that place that is devoid of life and hope and purpose. That is exile. Exile is not limited to a jurisdiction. We can't think it's impossible for you and I to be carried away from here, from this place. We can't think it's impossible to backslide on church pews. I was in Bible college when I backslid. And I'm thankful today that we have Bible college students with us today. And I'm thankful that they are staying with it. They're sticking to it. And God is going to use them. And they're going to have a different testimony than mine. I believe if the Lord has kept you through through the years in your life, that testimony is just as powerful as somebody who has been led into captivity by their choices and become a slave to addiction or whatever device gets a hold of their life, their heart. I've got to calm down. I'm starting to get excited. None of us, none of us, none of us here today are exempt from exile. I could be carried off today. Anybody want to be carried off into captivity today? Maybe you just got out, so you got a fresh, a fresh view from the pig pen. So you know what it's like to be at the bottom. And that's often my prayer. And I never want to stop praying that, God, don't ever let me forget. Don't ever let me forget what exile looks like and what exile feels like. I never want to go back into captivity. And so I'm thankful for every service that comes along that gives us opportunity to step out of prison cells. Can I tell you, even after the church that we have had lately, I can be carried away even, even after the new birth. I think one of, one of the most important things that we must prep people with is that the Holy Ghost is not everything. It's not a one-time deal. And, that, and this is what, this is why I wanted to probe your, your mind, your thoughts today to, for, that, for that special moment in your life, the best day. For a lot of people, the best day is when they, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God 
gave them the utterance. And for, and for Friday, this past Friday, that, that was a new experience for many in this assembly and those that visited this assembly. But an even more important message uh, is that that does not mean that we are exempt from exile. We read about Israel's bondage in the Old Testament, and it always happened when they did what? Somebody shoot something out. Save my voice a little bit. Turned away from God. Disobeyed. Anyone else have anything? That's it, idolatry. And all these are what? They're sin. Sin. So anytime Israel sinned, they, they were led into bondage. The question I have for you today is, are there only certain sins that lead to exile? You're right. The short answer is any sin. Any sin will lead to exile if it somehow sneaks past the Word of God. And what I mean by that is when you have those secret things in your life, those little things that you might think are just, you know, they're small enough to go unnoticed, but when God, when God calls you out and your heart is pricked, you will be led and exiled if you resist the moment to surrender. Does that make sense? God begins to deal with us about secret things in our heart because he knows. And we do nothing with that. We are willingly stepping into exile. This doesn't sound like the best day ever at all. You want to hear some some excuses? I'm not hurting anyone. The pastor doesn't know. It's, it's, it's really not that bad. Nobody understands what I'm going through. You know what? These are all signs of exile. Because we cannot play the victim and be part of the victory. If I'm in exile, I cannot be more than a conqueror. Here's another sign of exile. I haven't experienced anything like the first time I received the Holy Ghost. 
That's a sign of exile. You know why that's a sign of exile? You hit it, brother. That's it. You know why today is the best day ever for me? It's because I know more than I did yesterday. And I know more than I did Friday. And I know that God is going to meet me here today. Not 20 years ago, not 10 years ago. He did meet me. He did meet me at an altar of repentance. But I am here today for the best day. Today is the best day. Yesterday is not your best day. Today is. Well, I haven't experienced anything like that before. What's wrong then? What's wrong? Because he gets sweeter. Every day I wake up, he's sweeter. Every day I wake up, I have have a greater appreciation of his grace and mercy. Every day I wake up, I am further and further away from the pig pen. And so I'm thankful that every step I take, I'm getting further and further from exile. I'm not hanging out in exile. I am walking away from it. And I'm walking towards the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is going to lead me to a place. Of restoration, healing, deliverance. Yesterday, listen, listen to me. Yesterday was not your best day. How how many were blessed by Brother Smith's ministry this week? Friday was absolutely mind-blowing. There was supernatural power and demonstration of God's Spirit in this house, but Friday is not the best day. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, we can't live on yesterday's blessing. Listen, we'll always be looking back. Come on, how can you walk forward if you're always looking in the rear view mirror? Oh, I I felt it. I felt the strength and the power when I was born again. Come on, God wants there to be increase. Wednesday and Thursday were so powerful, but Friday, wow, wow. I've never, I have personally, now let me, let me change, let me do something real quick. Raise your hand if you have experienced something more powerful than that, what happened than that Friday. You've experienced something more powerful? Well, at the time, yeah. And uh, and we, we have those moments. 
But I'm telling you, God doesn't work in reverse. And we got scripture to prove that. You can't hold on to yesteryear. You can't hold on to what happened in the past. You have to understand that there is more. But Friday was not my best day. Right now, today is. And that's the way you got to look at it, sister. You got to look at today is the best day. You know why? Because I know more than I did. I know more about Jesus. I know more, I know more about his purpose, his plan for my life. Eli, listen, Eli received the Holy Ghost Friday, but that's not his best day. Today he is getting baptized. So it's his best day today. But you know what? Tomorrow will be his best day. That's the way we got to program our thinking. Child of God, when I step into the next day, there's grace and mercy for me, and this is going to be the best day. That's the way we have to approach it. Or else we'll be depressed, discouraged, and the mully grubs. We won't look at it the way that we need to look at it. We need to view Monday morning not as, oh, it's Monday morning. I can only have best days on Friday. But how quickly that evaporates, right? And it's Monday again. Every day I have breath. I have soundness of mind. I've got power and love every day. Every day I walk this earth with the favor of God and the understanding of his anointing on my life and his spirit and power working in my life. Today is the best day ever. I don't know if... I need to spend more time on that because I don't know if anybody's convinced. Come on, you're, you're alive in the house of God with the hope of eternity. Today is the best day ever. I, I'm not, listen, what, what goes on on the inside of me, my thoughts and my feelings, they do not define me. What defines me is the Word of God, the truth. What defines me is my identity through Christ. Nolan is getting dedicated today. It's his best day today, but tomorrow it's going to be best day. To hear my, my, my girls constantly say, today is the best day ever. Little kids know, don't they? Everything they experience in a, in a day is best day ever. Or sometimes most boring day ever. But, you know, they're honest, right? They're dealing with all that. Oh, but today is that day. I want us to look at something here, um, Haggai chapter 1, 
want to read one passage in verse 4. Here we hear the prophet. You hear the tone in his voice. Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in sealed houses and this house lie waste? There was a reason that, that the prophet began to began to write, began to speak, and and it's because there was a certain thing that was taking place uh, in God's people. And we're going to see something here in just a few moments here. I want to jump to chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 7 through 9. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. What's he saying? You hadn't seen nothing yet. You know what was taking place is they were, they were thinking about there is no way. There is no way we can rebuild the beautiful thing that Solomon. There's no way that we can even attempt to do what the, what, what the, what the men of old. Listen, if you, if you translate that into, into this modern day uh, uh, that we are living in, we begin to think there is no way I can do what Billy Cole did. There is no way I can do uh, what Brother Stone King did. There is no way I can do what T.W. Barnes did because that was, the, that was the glory days. Those were the days where God began to move and began to minister. Uh, those were the days. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. What you experienced when you were born of water and spirit was just, it was part of the former. You're living right now, that is the former rain. We're, we're reaching for the latter. Come on, there is a latter rain that is fallen now. Today is the greatest day. Today is the day where we will experience the rain of God's presence, and it's greater than the day before. It's hard, listen, it's hard to build when you believe the best is behind you. You won't pick up a shovel. Come on, you won't pick up, you won't pick up your Bible. You won't pick, you won't go to the prayer room. You won't, you won't pick up uh, the phone and call somebody that, that needs to hear the word of the Lord because uh, it's just not the same way anymore. They don't sing the same songs anymore. They don't do the same types of things anymore. It's just a different generation, and I think they're losing their mind. Listen, Jesus is coming soon, and we've got greater days ahead. We can't focus on yesteryear because 
the end will always be better. But I want to I want to talk about something for a moment here. And I think this is a this is a, a, a rut that people today in the hour that we're living in can fall into. All of us, all of us can fall into this. There are there are too many examples in the word of God of people who started out right but did not finish that way. And for us to think, well, that's not going to happen to me. It's already starting. It's already starting. When we put our place in a, where we think we're exempt from all the pressure, when we're exempt from all the temptation, listen, when we, we, can't, we can't turn a deaf ear to it and act like it doesn't exist. We have to acknowledge that we are in a fight for eternity. Us. Us. We are in a fight for it. Just because Jesus said it is finished doesn't mean that it is finished for me. He sealed the victory. I just have to, I have to walk in it. And you read this throughout Paul's writing. To not let sin have dominion over you. Because that's why Jesus said it is finished. If Whosoever will let them come and take of the water of life freely. And when somebody is born again of water and spirit, what do they, they step through the door. And, and the enemy begins to lose his dominion over someone's life. And as long as someone can rise up and walk in the newness of life, listen, they'll be victorious. Oh, but if they try to return to their old ways, old mentality, old, old thoughts, and the old process of life, listen, they'll step right back into that place where sin will have dominion over them. Paul was writing to the church when he said, let not sin have dominion over you. People battle in condemnation. You see that in, in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8. There are all types of ways that the enemy tries to convince us that everything in the past was better. That there's no hope for the future. King Saul, he was anointed to be king and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and changed him into another man, the scripture says. He had everything he needed to be a good king. He had everything he needed. Solomon had a good example to follow, and he started out with that anointed favor of God. He asked for the wisdom to lead, and it pleased God. So God gave him things he did not ask for. Solomon prayed for mercy to be found in the sanctuary for anyone who would return and pray that they would be objects of his compassion. 
With David's faithfulness and Solomon's wisdom, Rehoboam should have been able to recognize what success looked like. But when he established his kingdom, he and all Israel forsook the law of the Lord. We will never, we will never succeed by building our own kingdoms because God has called us to build his. Jeroboam could have become a sure house. He had an opportunity to start and finish differently than Solomon Rehoboam. The list goes on. You can look into the Old Testament and see it. It's not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament there are examples. You think of Alexander the coppersmith and, and Demas. Judas, started out good but didn't end good. Jesus, what shall a prophet a man if he starts out good but he loses soul? He shall gain the whole world and lose his soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm here to tell you the temptations are real all around us. The temptations knock at the door and they try to lead us. They try to lead us into captivity. Our flesh wants it. Our flesh wants the temptations that are presented to us. We've, we talked about this recently, exposing Satan's ministry. Satan ministers to the flesh. And we've seen that example in Eve. Well, I'd have to say it was Adam, too, because he was with her. Well, somebody smile. It ain't all that heavy. It's still the best day ever. There are patterns in Scripture that show us that it is not how we start that will take us home to that expected end that Jeremiah was talking about. When Jeremiah wrote the words, expected end, it's, you could say that it's the hope and future they, they were in exile, but there was coming a day that the exile would be over. There was hope in the future. And so if I can say anything this morning that will help you today, maybe if you've experienced exile for yourself, there is a hope and a future. If you will just come to yourself and get a hold of God, there is grace and mercy today, and that's why today is the best day. Today is the 
best day to come out of bondage. Today is the best day to start out and have a determination. I'm not just going to start. I'm going to finish. Many start out good but fail to end good because Somewhere along the way, they become exiled by their own hand. They turn from the Lord, his word, his commandments, his warnings. Listen, God has been warning people for years. Uh, he's been warning people for centuries. And still, it's st it still doesn't uh, uh, cause people to get a hold of it for the day that they're living in. And they step into eternity, not have fought for it, uh, and not have finished the right way. I want it to be said when I take my final breath that I fought all the way to the end. The Apostle Paul did not start off good. although he most likely thought he did. We can't think that we're doing good. You hear what I'm saying today? We can't just think that we're doing good. We have to know. We have to know that we're doing good. We have to know that we're doing everything in our power and ability to move forward. We have to know that, not think it. You know what Paul, before he was Paul, Saul, he, he opposed, listen, he opposed these Jesus name people. But something happened on that road to Damascus. His story changed narratives. Instead of living in the past, focusing on all the mistakes and failures, he fought to move forward. If I am not fighting, I am not moving forward. Hello? If I'm not fighting, I'm not moving forward. My, my beginning was unstable. Can I tell you that? Although I, I came home and God had delivered me from cigarettes, he delivered me from drugs, he delivered me from a life of sin, failure, misery, hate, wrath. God delivered me from those things. And when I found myself at an altar at, at, uh, at Greater Faith Apostolic Church, I wanted to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back to the altar. I'd come back on Tuesday night prayer meeting. I'd come back on, on Thursday at the time. I'll come back on Sunday. I'm not going to stop coming to the altar. I'm not going to stop fighting because I, I don't, I don't want to ever go back to exile. I never want to go back to captivity.
I, I don't want to repeat the things that took place before before I backslid. Can I tell you? Can I, there are some patterns that lead to backsliding that if you don't take care of those patterns now, if you don't destroy those patterns now, you will walk into exile. That's where I was first. Unstable. I would live for God and then backslide until that pattern ended in exile. You know, we like to call it in and out, right? Playing games with God, in and out of church. Are they going to live for God while it's good, but then when the, when the times get bad, I'm going to backslide. Or when the times get bad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and pray through, but when everything evens out and is good, I'm going to just do my own thing. Listen, that's the way it was growing up. There would be seasons of my life that I was, I was so committed and God was doing such a work in my life. And then I would do, uh, I remember I think Brother Sleva said it to me this way. He's like, man, you would just do good for, for, for such a time. And then it was almost like he just decided to just stop and go eat a hamburger. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's like, ooh, what's this? Get distracted and, and lose focus and, and stop stop moving, you know, not moving forward the way that I should have been doing. It's those patterns that if they go if they go overlooked, they'll lead to backsliding. I want you to know today's brother and sister, hear me. If I say nothing that gets through through to you, I want to say this. I could have stayed in exile. God was not obligated to pull me out. He was not obligated to deliver me. He was not obligated to save me from the fire. But it was his love. It was his compassion. It was his grace and mercy. It was the prayers of the saints that got a hold of me. And I stand here today underwhelmed in my ability to lead a congregation but I'm doing it every I'm doing everything within my power and by the help of the Holy Ghost to, to do it I, I have not attained it but I'm following after to attain it I haven't arrived yet but I got a goal I got purpose and that's what I'm walking towards I was given an opportunity to return to the Lord. When he came to me, I was given an opportunity to return to him. And you know what I did? I said, yes, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, but this time I'm not going to be unstable. This time I'm going to be committed. This time I'm going to show up when it's time to go to the house of the Lord. This time I'm going to I'm going to read my Bible. This time I'm going to get up early and I'm going to meet with the Lord and I'm going to let him fill me and bring increase in my life. I'm going to let him work. going to let him change me. 
but I'm not going to do what Saul did. King Saul, King Saul lost his way. The spirit of the Lord rested upon him, and he was changed in that moment. But somewhere the sin, the disobedience took over in his life and corrupted him. And he never made it back. His story did not end well. In fact, he was tormented. He was tormented after the Spirit of the Lord left him. And Samuel went on his way to anoint the new king that had to come and sing for him to keep the evil spirits away. The new king singing to the old king because David had a character to serve. David had a character to try to do the right thing, even though at times we know that he failed. But God always referred to him as the king that did the right thing. And so I took the opportunity to return, and I came home. After being embraced by the Father, I could have said this is the best day ever, but there I stand saying today is the best day ever. Friday used to be the best day ever, but today I'm closest to my expected end. None of us, none of you, under the sound of my voice, you have not attained it. You haven't arrived. Each step should be a step closer to the expected end that God has for your life. Every single day. That's progress. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just, I'm going to do whatever I can to stay connected to God. I'm going to do whatever I can to reach out to the master. I'm going to do whatever I can because I want to move forward. I want to move forward. Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. I just want to read a few scriptures before we dismiss here. Not as though. Listen to Paul. Remember what I said? Paul's story was interrupted, and the narrative had changed, and here he is. Listen, you can hear it in his voice. There was no, there was no, uh, There was no pride in his voice. Not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect. You might call me the great Apostle Paul, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I have not attained. And I'm not perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Uh, Jesus has a hold of, we used to sing a song back in the day, Jesus has a hold of my heart. Anybody remember that song? And he won't let go. Come on, I'm here. I'm here to tell you today, he's got a hold of my heart, but do I have a hold of his? Am I chasing his? I haven't apprehended it, but I'm in pursuit. 
I'm in pursuit to apprehend. Amen. Let's stand here today. I apologize if you had to bear through my voice today. It's the best day for me spiritually, but not for my body. My voice is rough today, but you know what? I'm going to keep praising the Lord. So if you don't hear me today, know what's in my spirit. I'm going to shout. My, well, I can still use my feet. Uh, my voice just ain't going to be much today. I love and I appreciate you today. Amen. And I want you to just take this with you today for the rest of the day. This is my best day. My best day is today. And I'm going to let the Lord know how much I thank him for today. Today is my day, your day. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. Uh, let's, uh, let's come back in here in a few moments here. And uh, let's, let's uh, engage in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. So good to be here. A special day. Got some uh, wonderful things taking place here. And we're excited. We're excited about that. Uh, we're also excited about the opportunity to worship the Lord again. And, uh, and that, uh, that is why we're here. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, what started to happen in our service. Uh, Friday, it, it, it began with praise. When we began to sing and lift our voice and magnify his name, he, he came to where he was worshiped, where, he, where he, his name was exalted. And so that's what we're going to do today. Amen. Did you come to just say thank you, Jesus, for your help? 
Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your power. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We are going to enter our worship service here, and uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to give, um, uh, do your uh, offering and tithing and drop it in this wood box here. And uh, we're just going to celebrate, we're going to rejoice, and we're going to lift up our great God and Savior. Amen. Let's magnify the Lord for a few moments here. And we just stand all over this house, and let's lift up our hands to Him. Oh, He's a great and mighty God. Oh, can you testify today about what He's done for you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you're worthy, Jesus. I was buried beneath my shame. Oh, who could carry that kind of weight? Said it was my tomb. Till I met you. Yeah. See, I was breathing by night alive. Oh, Jesus, all my failures I tried to hide. It was my tomb, Jesus, till I met you. And you called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Yeah, hallelujah. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. So you called my name. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness. Out of the darkness. To your glorious day. Oh, is that your testimony today? Hey, now your mercy has saved my soul, and your freedom is all that I know. Hey, the old made new. Jesus, when I met you, oh, you called my name. You called my name. what he's done for us. Hey. 
I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. The chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. But you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. Because when you call my name, I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. You call my name. You call my name. And I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. To his glorious day, the best day ever. Hallelujah. Amen. That's today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Today is a special day, like I've already have mentioned, um, with our, our baptism of little Eli this afternoon. Amen. I just wanted to just take a second here and say how precious it was to just see his little hands back there lifted and tears, tears streaming down his cheeks. And to hear what he had said that God had spoke to him. He said that if he would worship God, he would bless him. And he, I, I believe he said, God blessed me. How precious that is. You know, I tell you, the, the presence of the Lord is tangible. When God's hand is on someone's life, you feel, you feel, you feel the weight of eternity touching your life. And it humbles us to think, who am I, Lord, that you'd come? Who am I that you'd come and visit me? 
Oh, wretched man that I am, who am I that you'd come by and visit? Thank you, Jesus. It ought to generate, it ought to generate a spirit of gratitude in our life to think that the Master would come and visit us in all of our, in all of our dirt and all of our faults and failures. He would come and say, I haven't expected him from you. And it's not this. It's not this. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are going to go ahead and uh, get into our double portion good part of the day, and that's uh, dedicating uh, little brother Nolan Harris. He is definitely not a stranger here. <laughs> He's got such a, such the sweetest smile. If you can, you got to look at him just right, and then he'll come out like yes. <sighs> and uh, I'm sure the whole church has held him at some point. So. Um, we are blessed to have the Harris family with us. God, God's hand is upon their life. And I believe um, that there are greater days ahead for them. Uh, but today is best day for them. Amen. I want to go ahead and uh, uh, have, them, have them come up here. Um, and all the family members, the rest of y'all may be seated, and then I want the I want the um, the Harrises to come up, and uh, you know, all the family, all the family, and I know that's important for you. And we're just gonna we're gonna kind of go through this. Um, as a family, as a church family, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you all being a part of our church. And um, we, we look forward to, to seeing the kids grow as well as seeing y'all grow as well. I just want to read a couple things here. Uh, this dedication is a, it's a time for um, for the Harris family to commit to raising Nolan Harris in the ways of God. The scripture tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 3, Hear, O Israel, and observe. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, 
and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. It's important that they know. It's important that they know who the God we serve is. McKinley, Haley, I encourage you to lift up your heart and soul to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from God. And to the entire extended family, let Nolan always be a reminder that we are in much need of God's presence in our life. When Nolan runs into your arms and wants to carry him, wants you to carry him, let it be an example that we can run into the arms of Jesus where, he can, where we can be surrounded with the presence of a living God and he is craving our devotion. McKinley, the relationship between a father and his child is incomparable. Treat it with care. Be his leader and guide. Haley needs to see you, your child, Nolan, your boys, need to see you as super mom, which they already do. The mom who can do all things, the mom who can cannot only open a box of cereal, but can open the gates of heaven to a gracious God. Mom and dad, in all your seeking, seek godly wisdom. So, McKinley and Haley, will you pledge yourselves to live as a role model before Nolan that he might see Christ in you to make your home a little sanctuary to see that he is taken to a church and taught godly principles to pray for his salvation when he reaches that age of understanding and that you be the one to urge him and lead him to God's altar and to instill in him character and integrity. If you are willing to accept this charge, say, I will. Now, family and church family, will you please stand to receive your charge? Will you do all that you can to provide and support a place of instruction where Nolan may hear the whole counsel of God. You will covenant together as a family to set an example by your lives and to maintain an atmosphere which will inspire him to desire to live for God. You will do as God leads you and pray for Nolan's salvation. Those of you willing to accept this charge, please answer, with God's help, we will. And so we're just going to take a moment right now, ministers, family, if you gather around this family here, and we're going to pray and speak God's will over, over their life, over their family, that they will, that they will do what they are required to do to lead him 
in the ways of everlasting. God, help us today as we pray. God's hand is on your life. I want you to know that, brother and sister. He is, he is molding, he is molding your family to step into the to the gifts and the callings that he has placed in your life with confidence and anointing. And he will finish it. He will take you to that expected end, that hopeful future. It will come to pass. It will happen. We got a future drummer who knows what else he'll do. But I'll tell you what, we need a guitar player. So maybe that's one of the giftings. Um, but we're not going to be picky about what, he, what God gifts them with. Whatever God gives them, there'll be a blessing. And there'll be a blessing to the body of Christ. Amen, amen. And as you... Uh, uh, Family, as you all make your way, a church family, you make your way back, and I'm going to present this, this uh, 
certificate dedication and this little Bible. I don't know if it's his first one, but it's just a New Testament. Got a little, got a little lamb on it. So here you go, Brother Nolan. I love your hair, buddy. <laughs> now, if you want to turn around and look at Sister Rebecca. All right. Amen. Let's give the Harrises a hand clap of appreciation. This time we're going to go ahead and give you, if you got a need in your life, in your body, we're going to give you an opportunity to come forward and be prayed for. How many of you still believe that when we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover? How many believe that if I, if I come to the Lord and pray and ask Him to help me, that He's going to show up and help me? And so if you got a need, whatever it is in your life, if you'll come, we'll pray for you. We'll believe with you, and we'll speak the prayer of faith over your life. Amen. Let's pray, church. There is not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else could heal all our souls' diseases. No. i 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. Yeah. I was lost. I was blind. I was running out of time. Sin separated. The breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight. Yes, yes. And you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you pay the debt i owe broke my chains freed my soul for the first time I had hope. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. You were buried for three days, but then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb.
Somebody declare it today. I'm gonna see a victory. Hey. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle. For the battle. Belongs to you, Lord. Right now, 
I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory in my life. Come on, for you, victory is a decision. Come on, for you today, victory is your decision. The victor is in the room right now. And I'm going to choose victory. I'm going to choose victory. Come on. If you need victory today in your life, why don't you reach right now for it? Victory has a name. Come on. Victory has a name. I want you to say the name of the victor. Come on. That's it. Speak the name of the victor. The name of Jesus. I speak it over my situation today. The name of Jesus. I speak it over. I speak it over my family. I speak it over my health. I speak it over my life. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release victory over my family, over my life, over my situation. I choose victory. Come on, that's it. Choose it. Come on, choose victory today. Victory in the name of Jesus. Come on, release it right now. said the glory, the glory of God has fallen in this place. Come on, the glory of God is in this house. I'm going to see a victory. Come on, you know, what it, you know what it means to see a victory? You know what it means to see a victory? It's to see Jesus in your trouble. And when you see Jesus in your trouble, you see victory. You just got to get Jesus in your sight.
Come on, why don't you begin to pray in the spirit? Pray in the spirit right now.
speak victory over every situation over every nation and every enemy is conquered every stronghold is brought down i speak victory i speak victory we're bringing home every son and daughter. The rulers of darkness have to bow. I speak victory. I speak victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so thankful to have our, our Bible college students here tonight. And uh, what they've added to the service so far. And the, well, the praise team, I, I want to I wanna give Brother Michael a, an opportunity to come and, and say, a, say a word today. And uh, I believe the Lord is going is to speak through him just for a moment here. And, uh, and God's going to help somebody. I, he's been helping people already. Amen. But I believe there's a, a little bit more we can get from this. So I want, uh, Brother Mike, why don't you come here and uh, just uh, let the Lord, let the Lord have his way for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all worship for just a minute? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't we thankful for the presence of God in this place today? Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You can be seated if you would like. I I'm just going to talk a few moments. And as Brother Pearson was teaching this morning, um, I didn't talk to him about what I was going to say. And pretty much everything that he spoke this morning during the teaching lines up with everything that I felt to tell you guys today. So as you spoke this morning on today is our best day, I'm going to speak about one of my best days. Um, when I was a baby, at eight months old, I pulled the cord of a 20-cup hot water kettle, giving myself first, second, and third-degree burns all over my body, uh, burning to over 70% of my body. After the many visits with the plastic surgeon, weeks spent in hospitals, and my family being told that my motor skills would be very limited and delayed, the doctor came into that hospital room one day, and he told my mom, Whatever you are doing, keep doing it because it is working. Colossians 1.23 says, If you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, or as another translation says, Christ will do this if you continue. If you just continue on living for God, just continue being a witness or a testimony for his kingdom, continue reading your Bible, continue having a prayer life, continue fasting, if you just continue on in the faith, who knows what will happen in your life? I know it can be hard. Sometimes you just want to give up because your family doesn't live for God. Or you're going through something in your life right now that you're struggling with that you just feel like that you're not going to get through. You feel alone. But I'm here to tell you today that you are not alone. God has never forsaken you. He has never forgotten you and the promises he has given you. You just got to hold on just a little bit longer. It's coming for you if you just continue on. If you just continue on waiting for that new best day. I want to be able to one day say that I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
to hear the words of our Father, well done, thy good and faithful servant. To know that no matter how many times I wanted to give up on myself or to give up on him, he never gave up on me. And I can tell you that because my family continued in the faith that a month after being in the hospital, I was able to leave that place, but not because the doctors fixed me. The doctors were actually never able to do much because I couldn't, because someone beat them to it. My God healed my body, and I stand here today living proof of a miracle. Anyone else have a miracle in this place that you are thankful for? So no matter what you walked in here today with, you can walk out of this place today changed. You can walk out of this place today healed. You can walk out of this place today delivered and saved by the only true living God. Amen? If you need a miracle, you can walk out of this place with a miracle. Whatever you need God to be for you today, he can be that for you. He is more than willing to meet you, just as long as you are willing to meet him down at this altar with your heart open to what he wants to give to you. As Brother Pearson mentioned earlier during the teaching, you know more today than you did yesterday. Today you can get more. You can know more about him than you did yesterday. I know that Friday we had a powerful move of God. Some people got a miracle that they needed for a long time, but some people still need a miracle. Some people can still receive that today. His miracles are not delayed. His miracles are still there. They're not limited. You can still get what you need from God today in this place. You don't have to look back at what you didn't get from God on Friday or through this past revival. God may not have touched you the way that you were expecting to, but God can do it today. God's timing is perfect. Though we may not see it at times. He works in miraculous ways, more than we could ever know or comprehend. So because you can receive what God has for you today, you can leave this place changed more than what you walked in here with. You may have walked in here needing God to be a miracle worker, but I can tell you today that you can leave here with that miracle. You may have needed a way maker when you walked in this place today, but you can walk out knowing the way of the Lord. You may have come in here needing a deliverer because you're you need deliverance through drugs, addiction, alcohol, anxiety, depression. You can walk out here knowing the deliverer today. You may have walked in here needing a healing, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, or mental. You can walk out here knowing the healer. Aren't we thankful that we know God to be who he needs to be when we need him to be that? Amen. Amen. Because as I just mentioned through my own testimony, when I was eight months old, being in a hospital for a month, expected to be longer, I left when I was nine months old. My testimony is no greater than yours. You can walk out of here today and your testimony still have the same exact meaning as mine. Why don't we all worship for a minute today in this place? Why don't we lift our hands and experience God for who he truly is? Experience the one that you need him today.
Paul, why don't we all just stand across this place? Because you can receive what you need across this place from God. As long as you reach out and touch the master, the master of the wind can reach down today and do this place like he already has been. You can continue to receive what you need from him. As long as you don't doubt, as long as you don't hold back from what you know that God can give to you. As long as you let go of that fear and let go of that doubt, he can give and he can come into your heart more than you could have ever known. Yes, Friday night we received an awesome power of God. But God has moved in this place and he can continue to move throughout this place even greater than he did on Friday night. Today is a new day. He woke me up this morning. Woo! I didn't need to be here today, but he brought me into the house of the Lord. I'm not supposed to be here. The drugs, the alcohol, they could have killed me, but he brought me here into this place today. Woo! The pornography could have killed me, but he brought me back. <laughs> Whether you're still struggling with anxiety or depression in this place through your mind, he can still deliver. You may know a testimony of someone else that received it a long time ago, but our God is not a God of a while ago. Our God is a God of right now. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He may have did something for you on Friday, but he can do something for you today, and he can do something for you tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after. Just because you miss an opportunity for God to give you something doesn't mean he won't ever do it again. The word of God is steadfast. Unmovable. Because we can stand here today in this place and know that neither is there salvation in any other. Given among men whereby we must be saved. Because our God is a strong tower. He is Alpha and Omega. He is beginning and the end. Yes, I'm just naming the names of God and his attributes. But that could be what somebody needs him to be today. You never know what somebody walked in here today needing. Somebody, the next section over from you could have needed a healing while you need a deliverance. And you're expecting God to just show up here and just be a deliverer. God doesn't show up and just be what you want him to be. God shows up and be what he wants us all to be. Because God is one. And he does everything, and he has everything that we need, no matter what, no matter where, and no matter when. We have to get our own miracle for ourselves through Jesus Christ. Your brother or sister in the row next to you can't do it for you. They can pray for you. 
They can pray for Jesus to give you your miracle because they may know what you're struggling with. But God is truly the one that knows. And he's the only one that can give us what we truly need. So coming into this place expecting God to bless somebody else, or God expecting him to bless you and not somebody else, that doesn't work in the house of God. Because God has something for every single one of us, no matter what it is. And he does it in all kinds of ways, shapes, or forms. And I'm glad that when I needed a miracle, that I had family, that I had someone that was able to pray, that I had someone that was able to stand before the throne of God and call my name out. And that's what we are all here for, unity. If you have something that you're going through, your brother or sister in this house is here to pray for you. They're here to help you. You don't need to feel discouraged because you feel like no one else is there for you. Just look around the room. There's many people here for you today. You don't have to feel alone in what you're going through. You're not the only one that's been there. Because we can look throughout the Bible many places, many times, that Jesus Christ went through the many things that we've gone through. And he knows. He knows what, we've go- what we're going through at any moment, any time. And as long as you just reach out and touch him, he knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're thinking. He knows how you're feeling even about him. You may try to hide it, but you can't hide anything from God. You can have no secrets behind the throne of God. Because I can say right here, right now, that through the many times where I've made mistakes, where I've done something wrong, I've tried to hide it. I've tried to hide it from others and hide it from even myself at times. I didn't do nothing wrong. That's not me. But God knew. He knew the true intentions and desires of my heart. So when he can change your heart, he can turn it around. He can change you for the better. Because repentance isn't just turning around and then turning back around the other way because you just turned around long enough to have a good time in the presence of God. Repentance is turning around and staying turned around, staying that way. It's a 180. It's not a 360 to come back to what you did because you felt guilty. You felt ashamed that you had to leave that. We shouldn't feel ashamed to leave sin. We shouldn't feel ashamed to leave anxiety and depression at the gate and the door of. Why don't we all thank Jesus this morning? Why don't we thank him for who he is to us when we need him in that time of need? Why don't we thank him today for his presence being here today with us that he can be who we need him to be today? Why don't we thank him for being the healer for the brother or sister that's beside us, being that deliverer for someone else, not just for us, but for somebody else to receive their miracle? Because thankfulness for our own miracles 
doesn't need to happen, but we need to be thankful in everything. Thankful for what he does for everyone else. So let's thank him today. Let's thank him for everything that he's done in this place thus far. Let's thank him for everything that he's going to do in the rest of this place today. And let's thank him for what he's going to do that we can walk out of here changed and delivered and freed and saved by the only saving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I appreciate, appreciate that, brother. And uh, uh, I'm, th- I'm thankful that I know the I am. Whatever I, I need, he said, I am. The I am that I am. Before Abraham was, I am. I am what you need. I am when you need it. I am where you need it. I am everything that you need. Thankful for another wonderful service, the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I truly believe that this is the best day. Amen. Tomorrow's going to be the best day. I'm just going to speak it. I'm going to speak it. Every day I wake up, you ought to just do that. Today's going to be the best day. Because I got the favor of the Lord. I said this a while back. The line that we need to drop the most is not too bad. How you doing today? Not too bad. Okay, so you're bad. It's just not that bad. How are you doing today? It's the best day. Because I know Jesus. And I know Jesus is working on me. And I know Jesus is going to lead me to that place where he says, I am complete. He that which begin a good work in you will perfect it or complete it in the day of Jesus Christ. There's coming a day when everything that you've had to walk through will end. Did you hear me? There's coming a day everything that you're walking through right now will end. I just want to hear him say, well done. You fought a good fight. You've held on to the faith. Right? You've held on to the gospel. You've held on to the hope of that future, that expected end. You've held on and you've fought every day. Every day. When you wake up tomorrow, make it up in your mind I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for best day ever. And it's going to be the best. Because Jesus is going to be at the center. As long as we can put Jesus, and that's the problem. I think that's the problem. It's just not a good day. 
when Jesus isn't at the center of it. It's always a good day, best day, when Jesus is where he should be in our life, at the center of our life. I love and appreciate you all, this church, and the direction of what the Lord has taken us. I believe God has given us increase over the last few days, and I don't think it's going to stop. I don't believe it's going to stop. Sister Melody, it's going to happen for you. And when it happens, it'll be best day ever. But then the day afterwards will be best day ever. Amen. It's going to happen. God bless you. Let's, uh, let's take this over into the fellowship hall and let's baptize Brother Eli. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.